we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for July 3rd, 2019. And this next part is a Bible study on um, God sending judgment on the land and how Christians can protect themselves and their families against this judgment. Okay, so I like to always give you biblical remedies for things the Bible talks about. And in the last part, we're talking about how God is breaking the staff of bread on the land. We're going to actually look at that whole series of verses a little bit more in depth so we can get a better overall picture of what they're what the bible is talking about there and then give you some remedies for this uh because i mean if i just end where you know the land sinneth against me and i'll break a staff of bread okay well where's the hope in that is there is there any hope for christians regarding all the stuff that i'm talking about yes there is hope it's through the lord jesus christ and it's through his word and it's through knowing what his word says and you know Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. So while the information is bleak, I'm still here to build up your faith and to get you always pointed in the right direction. So this um, Ezekiel 14, 12 through 20. Uh, the word of the Lord came to me again, saying, came to Ezekiel saying, Son of man, when the land sinneth against me by trespassing grievously, then will I stretch out mine hand upon it, and I will break the staff of bread thereof, and I will send famine upon it, and it will cut off man and beast from it. It kind of seems like that's what's happening here, guys. If the Oroville Dam breaks and it floods that Central California Valley, that's like the main breadbasket for like America, or one of the main. And now the Midwest is like the other. So if they are able to accomplish all that, then food production is, is just is going to be so affected on so many different levels. So the next verse says, Though these three men, Noah, Daniel, and Job, which were like the three of the most righteous men in the Bible, though they were in it, meaning they were in the land, they should deliver but their own souls by their righteousness, saith the Lord. Okay. Wow. Now remember, this is Old Testament, but still, it's... Um, we, we need to have our own personal righteousness, but that's through the Lord Jesus Christ, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Okay. But personal righteousness is extremely important, meaning you don't live like a carnal Christian. You don't just live any way you want to live and expect God to um, bless you and to protect you and to give you wisdom and knowledge and not be deceived and all of those things. The Bible says, whom the Lord loveth, he also chasteneth. And if you be without chastisement, then you are bastards, which, is, which means you're an illegitimate son. So if you're living whatever way you want to live, like I hate to say it, like most people that would identify themselves as Christians do, and I'm not saying that means they all live wicked lies, but they kind of just do what they want to do. And God's not chastening you. Well, then most likely you're not saved because if you were his son, he would chasten you or his daughter, he would chasten you. You wouldn't be able to get away with stuff. Now, I'm not saying it's instantaneous chastening every single time because God is long suffering. And I've heard preachers say that um, God will start you out with fine grit sandpaper and he'll progress you up to double lot grit if you don't get the, get the hint. 
double lock grits will tear the hide off you fine grit is you know not not that big of a deal so god will a lot of times work his way up as far as chastisement goes but if there is no chastisement and you're living like the devil essentially well you're not saved how could you be so if you're not go to my website contendingfortruth.com and click on the true salvation tab and please go through all that because it takes you through salvation baptism lord's supper and all the other stuff uh after salvation not it's probably one of the most exhaustive teachings on salvation that i'm aware of i'm not saying it's the best but it's pretty exhaustive and it's all bible it has the pdfs all the bibles right there it's all done for you you don't gotta do a thing just you can just read it read along if you want to so um god is saying when he breaks the staff of bread over a nation on this particular nation that he's talking about even if noah daniel and job were in it they would only deliver their own souls by their own righteousness wow so what is this telling us? That's telling us that, are we seeing the staff of bread broken over this country right now? I mean, it sure looks like it to me, guys. I, <laughs> you know, um, it's the, the own agricultural experts are saying this. I mean, like that, what that one guy just said. According to John Newton, the, the chief economist at the American Farm Bureau Federation, he said, we have never faced anything like this since I've been working in agriculture. We are truly in an unprecedented territory already. And it won't take very much at all to turn 2019 into a complete and utter failure. And it's going to be an utter failure even if the weather's perfect in the next few months. But if it's not, if we get an early frost, if it's too hot, if there's more rain, which they can create all that, if God doesn't stop it, well, then it's really going to be an unmitigated disaster. So... I don't know if this isn't the staff of bread being broken in our land. I'm, I guess I don't really know what that is, but, and the, and what's even more telling is that the mainstream media is refusing to really report on this or even say it's a big deal, which makes me believe it's even a bigger, a much, much bigger deal. Cause they're always going to try to control the narrative and downplay stuff like this. So going further, next verse verse 15 if if i cause noisome beasts meaning wicked beasts to pass through the land and they spoil it so that it be desolate that no man may pass through it because of the beasts though these three men were in it as i live saith the lord god they shall neither deliver their sons nor their daughters whoa they shall only be delivered but but the land shall be desolate meaning your sons and your daughters need to be living righteous lives as well is what that the, the point of that in other words they're just not going to fall under your protective wings of righteousness because you you're living a righteous life now i understand this is old testament and but i think there's spiritual principles here that are pretty pretty easy to err on the side of safety here and say you know your sons and your daughters if they want protection they should not be living wicked lives okay um noisome beasts meaning wicked beasts so that that could be like animals that you know god released through the land that would you know spoil the land that it'd be desolate and I'm, I'm thinking more crop failure more things like that and then the next verse um these men these three men were in it though these three men were in it as i live saith the lord god they shall deliver neither sons nor daughters they shall only be delivered but the land shall be desolate or if i bring sword upon the land which that could be coming look at the invasion on the southern border 
Look at the embedded in Russian and Chinese troops. Look at all the Muslim sleeper cells. Look at Antifa and the, and the insane, demon-possessed, liberal left, the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgenders. They're literally guarding drag queen story hour at public libraries in Oregon with snipers on the roof to take out the Christians if they get out of line. And I'm not making it up. That I just reported on the story. That's the insanity level that we're in. And Trump, what's Trump doing about any of it? Nothing. Nothing. Lip service, little window dressing here and there, a little bit of big, bold, big, bad talk. Oh, he's such a tough guy. He's going to crack that. He's going to deport all these millions of illegals. None of it's going to happen. He's all in on it, guys. So, um,. Is God going to bring the sword upon the land in conjunction with the, 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 you know, the, uh, the staff of bread being broken and noisome beasts being released? I don't know. I don't know. But this all seems to kind of go together. So, or if I bring sword upon the land and say, sword, go through the land so that I may cut off man and beast from it. So in that case, it kills man and beast. Though these men were in it, as I live, saith the Lord God, they shall ne deliver neither sons nor daughters, but they shall only be delivered themselves. So your personal righteousness, your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ is of utmost importance in wicked times like this that we're in and are going to be increasingly going through. And really, if this stuff starts to proceed in earnest, we've really seen nothing yet. I think I've given you a pretty good picture about what we could be facing, but I, I don't I don't know because I've never been through anything like this. Um, let's see here. Or if I send pestilence into the land. Oh boy, what have we been talking about? We've got every single thing that they're listing here other than maybe the noisome beasts, which I'm sure God could arrange that. <laughs> he is God. Every single thing that this Bible, this, this portion of Scripture is warning about in Ezekiel 14. Every single one of these things could be, I have warned you about, could be one of the ways this is all triggered. And like I said before, from a satanic standpoint, what would make the most sense is to have all this stuff go down at the same time. And if God is sanctioning it because the land is so wicked and the Christians are so sorry and asleep from a collective standpoint, and I'm not saying my listeners are the remnant, but I'm saying from a collective standpoint, the 501c3 sheeple people that are asleep in the churches... Okay, for the most part, I'm not saying everybody is, but most, well, this could happen. And these are all scenarios I've warned about other than the noisome beasts being released in the land. But again, he's God, he can do anything. I, but I did see this thing the other uh, two days ago about these particular kind of like black vultures or something. They're like taking over Kentucky. They're like, they've made them illegal to kill and they're like, they're starting to, they've so overpopulated and are out of control, they're starting to get like small farm animals and they're saying, watch your kids. They could swoop down and, because and, there's not enough food. There's not enough dead animals around. So now they're actually starting, who knows? Isn't God going to send like the buzzards at the Battle of Armageddon or whatever, or the all the birds and stuff to consume the, the well, they're going to come out of nowhere. I'm just saying, I wasn't even going to talk about that today, but it is part of all this, and it's the only thing I haven't really warned about. But that could happen too. I mean, all of that would be biblical and would have biblical precedent because all you got to do is look at Ezekiel 14 because this has already happened. Or if I send pestilence in the land and pour out my fury, well, pestilence, plagues, like the Ebola that we've been talking about, or 
whatever thing that they're going to try to ramp up. I mean, you've got all these diseases coming over the border, the southern border, from all these illegal immigrants, a big reason they're bringing them in here. Typhus and all of these, you know, uh, disease. Now from Africa, the Ebola, you, you could see dengue fever. You, you could see so many different... Um, the Black Plague is, is starting to reemerge. I just did the thing um, where I played the clip from... Um, what's going on in Los Angeles right now and how it's turning into like a third world plague, you know, you know what hole. It's horrible. And I mean hellhole, but I didn't want you to think of saying the other. Um, horrible. And it's all out in the open. It's not like I'm making this stuff up. It's what they're telling us is going on. So how much of a stretch is it to believe that these verses in Ezekiel, this could be being fulfilled this year? Maybe God will have more mercy. I don't know. But if I send pestilence in the land and pour out my fury upon it in blood to cut off to cut off from it man and beast. Remember, when there's wickedness in the land, like the Bible talks about in um, like Leviticus and things like this, where man lies with man or woman lies with, or woman lies with beast or you're sacrificing your children. All of those in the Old Testament were punishable by death. And the reason, one of the main reasons it's said in those portions of scriptures, which I have read quite a few times, is that if you don't do this, the blood will cry out from the land. The land, the land will be cursed. You're cursing the land when you let this wickedness go on. I hear like all these guys in Christian Christian alternative media and they're like, I don't care what a homosexual does in his bedroom because it doesn't affect me. Cause, and it's almost like that's a badge of honor or something. Like they're, they're so whatever. And I'm like, yeah, it does affect you though. It does affect you what a homosexual does in his bedroom because the land is becoming cursed by that wickedness of sodomy between two men. It does affect you, and it does affect your family. Well, it doesn't affect... Yes, it does. It does affect you. So, I have a problem with it. Yeah, you better believe it, I do. I have a total problem with it. From a biblical standpoint, it's very clear. That type of activity. Homosexual. Men with men. Women with women. Women with animals. Sacrificing your children. The innocent blood cries out from the land and the sacrificing of children in 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 the um you're defiling the land when you do that and it's very clear and it says it over and over those those if it's you know woman with animal you you kill them both now i'm not saying we do that in today's day and age I'm not saying that i'm saying in leviticus or in other places it's talked about probably deuteronomy and those there it's very clear that's what you do you know you have a prophet According to Deuteronomy 18, that doesn't get it right 100% of the time, you take them out and stone them. How many prophets are there now that get it right, you know, 30% of the time? Well, a fortune teller at the palm reader gets that right about 30% of the time because they're communicating with familiar spirits. Maybe they get it right 50. I don't know. It depends on how good they are. And I don't mean good. I don't really mean good. I just mean from a, a cultic standpoint. Well, that was a death penalty too. There was a lot of stuff that was death penalties because God knew that if you let this stuff in the land, it wasn't he was trying to be mean, but he knew that was going to defile a culture and that evil would permeate through the culture and it would affect you on a spiritual level. You don't see it though. So I'm telling you, I think we're really in for it <laughs> here in America. 
and elsewhere, I'm sure. So, anyway, he just reiterates the same thing about the pestilence part that you know you you he's not he's only going to deliver Noah, Daniel, and Job by their own righteousness. You know, so if we have wisdom, and we are led to do so, we may want to prepare like this, like God had instructed Joseph to do. If you're led, if you're led, maybe God hasn't led you to do that. Okay. I'm not telling you what to do, but I'm saying, okay, what's a remedy for this? Well, I already told you the remedy as far as being right with God. If you have sin in your life, you confess it as soon as you sin, preferably, or within a very close proximity. Keep a short account with God. Stay in the word of God. Pray fast. And I'm not saying I do enough of all these things. I'm not acting like I'm Mr. Super Perfect Christian. I'm not. Okay. I need to, you know, do what I'm saying as much as I'm saying it to you. Okay. So I'm not coming to you in that, <laughs> that mode or mindset. Uh, but, you know, these are just things we can do. Praise and worship God. You know, lift up holy hands and bless his holy name. Thank him every day when you get out of bed. I get on my, try to get on my knees and just, Start out the day that way. Just thank the Lord Jesus Christ and Father God for all his goodness, all his mercy, everything. You know, the breath in my lungs and, you know, everything. Every aspect of our lives that we can take for granted. Um, being humble before God. Praying for the fear of God. To this man will I look, you know, to, of him that is of a humble and a contrite spirit and trembleth at my word. The Bible's very clear on that. A humble and contrite spirit is is commingled, is connected to trembling at his word, meaning the word of God. There's a lot of hard Bible verses in there that are pretty kind of scary, even in the New Testament. More so in the New Testament, to be quite honest. You know, they that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You know, pray that you be counted worthy to escape all the things that are coming upon this earth and to stand before the Son of Man. Read the book of Revelation, the first uh, really chapters two and three really where it talks about he that overcometh what if you don't overcome what if you fall short what if you turn back into perdition the bible says you can do that you have that as an option well no you can't bless god once you're well okay but you know i mean if you totally turn your back and you go serve satan or whatever how is that being an overcomer how's that evidence that you were ever saved is all i'm saying you know so there's a lot of very, very heavy-duty verses in there. And I've done teachings on overcoming and bearing the cross of Christ that you can look up. They're actually in that salvation tab at the at the start of, on the homepage of contendingfortruth.com. You can just click on it and just scroll down. If you just want to, right there, it's all there for you. So if we have wisdom and we're led to do so, we should prepare for what I just talked about in Ezekiel like god instructed joseph to do genesis 41 34 let pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up a fifth part of the land of egypt in the seven plenteous years now i understand we don't have seven plenteous years left i get it okay i mean if we had seven plenteous years left I'd, I'd be amazed i'm sorry i mean the staff of bread's already being broken over our land right now in earnest and i'll say we have seven more years where we, we're, we're going to be able to you know work this out the deagle the deagle predictions are for the year 20 was it 2024 which you know we're coming up 
you know, four and a half years now from that where they're going to have like this massive, massive 60, 70% reduction in U.S. population. That's what they're predicting. So, you know, how's all those people going to die? You know, I'm not saying God will let it happen, but I'm saying that's what they're saying. So, and let them gather all the food of those good years that come and lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh. Corn. <laughs> they didn't even have corn. Okay. They, Christopher Columbus didn't even discover corn until 1493 in South America. Well, corn's just a type of grain. Okay. Why does it say the green stalks of corn in the Old Testament then when they didn't even have access to corn in the Old Testament? Again, look at my Mandela teaching study. And I got into that verse quite heavily. Anyway, sorry. Um, that's one to me. That's one of the most powerful things of all the things I examined on the Mandela. That was one of the most. How do you how do you green stalks of corn and green ears? I'm sorry, green ears. Only corn really has ears. Okay. So anyway, um, let's see here. Let them lay up corn under the hand of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. And the food shall be a store for the, to the land against the seven years of famine. Which he shall be in the land of Egypt and the land shall not perish. Not through the famine. So, storable foods. That's what I say. Because I don't know how you're going to be able to grow anything. And if you are, you'll probably be a target. You know what I mean? If there's no food. So... Numana is a really good one, and I, I've given those options before. Just key in long-term food storage and contendingfortruth.com. I've, I've given the my recommendations there. I would get it while you can, and get your water stored up too. Water barrels, five-gallon BPA-free containers, all that stuff. I try to get all that stored up because, man, when this goes this goes hot, when this goes kinetic. World War Three, all, all this stuff is most likely gonna happen at the same time. Proverbs ten five: He that gathereth in summer is a wise son. Well, what what time of year is it right now? Summer. <laughs> um, you still have access to get food. I would highly advise, unless God's saying don't do it, I'm gonna feed you. You know fed the prophet with the ravens or whatever okay god's telling you that fine do what god says but you know he that gather in summer is a wise son but he that sleepeth in harvest is a son that causeth shame proverbs 6 6 through 6 8 go to the ant thou sluggard consider her ways and be wise which having no guide or overseer or ruler provideth her meat meaning food in summer and gathereth her food in harvest harvest is more typically near fall where summer the sun's you know more directly overhead you're going to get that it's hotter you're going to get but you're going to get typically more rain you're going to get that growing season can't do that during winter a prudent man foreseeth the uh, proverbs 22 3 a prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself but the simple pass on and are punished proverbs 10 3 the lord will not suffer the soul of the righteous to famish but he casteth away the substance of the wicked so living a righteous life is also connected with God's provision. The angel of the Lord encampeth around about them that fear him, meaning fear the Lord, and delivereth them. Okay, so fear the Lord is connected with this. And then also 
Proverbs 22, 9. He that hath a, hath a bountiful eye shall be blessed, for he giveth his bread to the poor. Hey guys, have you stopped all your giving like to whatever ministries you're donating to because it's so bad and, and you're freaked out over what's coming? Well, that's the last thing I'm doing. I just want to let you know that because a large portion of what comes in for donations here, I give back to the poor and to those types of ministries. So I'm not saying that to brag. I'm saying I'm not going to stop doing that because things look darker and darker, darker every day. I mean, I've got less donations and orders come in in the last few months than probably all my years of ministry, okay? And I'm not saying that to browbeat anybody. I'm just telling you facts. But I am not going to stop my giving at all. I'm trying to do just the same thing I was doing before on a weekly basis. Not coming down, even even though donations and orders coming down, I don't care. I'm just, I'm just going to keep it up because God is faithful. And a lot of times that's a test from God. Are you going to give during the bad times? And all I'm saying is that I don't want to see you get your provision cut off. Whether you're donating to me or whether you're donating to like some worthy ministry, I'm telling you, I don't want to see your provision from God cut off because I'm telling you, I believe it's a big reason I've been protected all these years. And I've never said this on ministry ever, but I've always tried to be, and I don't mean, I don't mean, oh, I've got to determine exactly what a tithe is. I've done a whole teaching on New Testament giving versus the Old Testament Levitical tithe to keep the temple going. It's totally different. We're not under Levitical tithing anymore. The Bible says in the New Testament, this is New Testament giving, as a man hath purposed in his heart, so let him give. For the Lord loveth a cheerful giver. So whatever God's convicting you to give, that's what you do. Sometimes that's not 10%. Sometimes it is 10%. Sometimes it's more than 10%. If you've been blessed bountifully and, and you're like, flush with cash or whatever well then maybe god's convicting you to give more i don't know you do what god convicts you to do uh but i'm not locked into that old testament levitical tithe thing at all i don't do that at all as god's purposing it in my heart on a week-to-week -week basis that's what i i try and sometimes i fail sometimes i'm like i forget i get so busy i forget or, or i just get you know maybe i get self-centered and selfish and I don't do anything and and it i usually start to feel effects of it like things in my life just start not going that great. I think there's a really protective, what I'm trying to tell you is I think there is a, I mean, I should have been killed so many times over by all these witches trying to kill me over the years in Taylor, okay? And it's not because I'm so big and bad, it's because God's been protecting me. Even the witches tell me that. So if I've got this one area of my life, let's say I don't give anything, I'm just like the Dead Sea. You know the Dead Sea is the only body in the world, only body of water in the world that just receives and it does not give out? And that's why everything in it is dead because it never gives back. It doesn't have any outflow of water. So therefore, the whole sea is dead. Nothing can live in it. It's got all the salt buildup. Nothing can get released. That's why they call it the Dead Sea. And that will happen, I believe, to a Christian if they're like the Dead Sea, where they just take, 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 take. And that's all they ever do. They never give back to worthy ministries or, or, or to the poor or whatever. All they can do is take. I've seen it before. 
okay and i'm not accusing any of my listeners of this i'm just saying i have seen it before and that type of christian will become dead and self-centered and just focused in on themselves and their conscience will become seared the lord love of the cheerful giver you know too much is given much is required and so you know i wasn't even going to say anything about that but you know it says that he that have a bountiful eye shall be blessed for he giveth his bread to the poor and that could be substance or whatever proverbs 28 27 he that giveth unto the poor shall not lack but he that hideth his eyes shall have many a curse so super important stuff guys it really really is um okay so let's let's switch gears here and um, that was our bible study there massive unreported flooding still going on in the midwest and devastating effects on um effect on chemtrails on the environment so this is just going to further bolster what we've been talking about here it's like everything is running in slow mode welcome in everybody welcome back to above ground world news it's okay this is that mike morales guy that's doing all these really really cutting the, the problem with i i have with this guy is that and again you could say the same thing about me but he's doing this every single day sometimes multiple times per day he's putting out like over an hour plus video more than once a day sometimes and it's like i can't i can't keep up with all the stuff he's getting into um, I try to like really like when I take a study, I try to just condense everything down and stuff. And um, he's covering so much content just on the weather stuff. There's just no way for me to really keep up with it all. But a lot of people are are catching on to this guy, and um, he's got some cutting edge stuff, no doubt. Friday, we made it to Friday. It's like a miracle every week. Yeah, it making is. it to the next Friday. Yep, it is. Doesn't it feel that way anymore? It does to me. It's like. I just wonder how long we're going to be this is just going to keep continuing where i can actually still broadcast and where i can actually function and where my listeners can function and live their lives and and you know it doesn't degenerate into absolute total madness i mean every day is like a gift honestly is is how i feel so we got you know a lot of people that watch this channel if you're new subscribe now because youtube will hide our videos You'll never know when we're coming live. We should have millions of viewers. And we're not even close. We're running out of time. Tomorrow night we're going to try to talk about the coming civil war. The next revolution and who's going to win. So we'll be getting into that tomorrow night. But first things first. So I took a trip from uh, southern Missouri all the way up to Bennington, Nebraska, Friday, or actually uh, Thursday. I can't even remember now. It was Wednesday or Thursday. And the flooding I seen, was just, it's biblical. I mean, it's crazy. Hours of driving, not one farm in sight, not one house in sight had occupants. They were all underwater. The last video I just put out. Hours and hours of driving. You hear, I mean, the, the implications of this are just staggering. This morning, if you stop the video right here at 12 seconds, you can see the roof tore off the top of that house where they had to rescue the people. 
What I want to know is where is all the people? Where are all the farmers? And this is not just going on in Missouri and Iowa and Nebraska. It's going on in 14 states. Where the hell is all these people? Where the hell is the mainstream? Why are they not having fundraisers? Where's all Hollywood? Where Where's all these country music singers? Yeah. Where's the John Wayne? I remember they had like Farm Aid a long time ago. I don't know. Something with the farmers or whatever. But now it's like, no, this isn't even a problem. Because it's gotten so wicked and so evil and so satanic that they've just gotten to the point now where they just ignore stuff like this. They suppress it and all. Because they control Big Brother News. You know, it's just like that movie They Live where everything that you're being presented is a big elaborate lie. And you've got reptilian creatures basically on the other side that are controlling the narrative and just placating you and telling you what you want to hear. And the Bible does say, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the day. Well, those were Nephilim type creatures. And you just wonder how much that's actually infiltrated our government and this type of stuff. And I, I've got into this before, just see my alien agenda studies, you know, my mega studies, where we've proven that over and over that there's a very high likelihood that that is going on at the highest levels of politics and Hollywood and mainstream media and religion, you name it. Okay, there's a very good chance. It's just that Satan's been a lot more slick in his in his infiltration than he was in Noah's day. In Noah's day, it was like he came with a sledgehammer. Here we are. I'm going to interbreed. I'm going to have my fallen angels interbreed with women. They're going to produce these giants, these Nephilim, these men of renown, and these men of old. They're going to take over the whole world. And, you know, that's what's going to happen. Well, it's just, it's going on in a different way now. It's It's a lot more covert. It's a lot more, you know low-key and we're just not seeing it and I, again i've done tons of studies on this out there who's gonna help these people we don't even know where they are so it's unbelievable it just gets me matter and matter every time i drive through here and i see vacant houses for miles for hours where are these people so if you know family that live out here let us know what's going on at agwnnews at gmail.com we need to know what are they doing for the the farmers of america what are they doing for these people other than taking their land now everybody that watches this show we know this was weather warfare we know the companies that do it we know the technologies they use it's 100 percent provable and we will go into a civil war soon, very soon. But these people need help. But we got to find the people. We don't know where the people are. The mainstream media just keeps silent. They don't show what's really going on. There's other channels out here that are showing the truth. You can run here's a, here's another fellow Missourian, the Face It Fearless Preps. That's the name of the channel. This is just uh, north of me here. Here, we'll just play a little quick second. Alright, with the flooding. So you guys can see the ten. You guys, let me uh, show you guys. I'm going to zoom in. This is the other side where I would be just drive, traveling like normal on my trip to the city. This is the ten. And you guys can see the junction right there. And you can see that that tent will get me right home. I can't take that route, obviously. I have to go around all this. But I have to go around all this water. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, the Gulf of Missouri, the Gulf of Iowa, 
the Gulf of Nebraska. We're uh, we've been a, uh, you know, we're at a we're in a war. We're in an information war. We're in a war with the very agencies that are supposed to be protecting us. And we're just the victims. We're the peasants. So we're going to have to rise soon. This can't go on much longer. I mean, they're, they're, it's, it's the new world order. It's here. You can go back to all the old shows of 1984. It's all here. Look at what's going on in France. Look at the havoc that the Yellow Vest protests are doing right now with no weapons. What about uh, Tokyo? They don't have any weapons. See the grain butters all collapsing out here. It's just crazy, man. You know, and here we are, the Army Corps District working the largest levy rehabilitation effort since 1993. Where's all the tax money that we gave these people? Why isn't all this stuff already fixed? They received more than 80 requests for levy assistance, and he expects that number to potentially exceed 90. It's too late. It's too late. They've already ruined the lives of thousands of people. And we still have levees breaching today. You know, right here, cost of river flooding already tops $1 billion, and that's just for the levee damage. I'm pretty sure this is just from Missouri. Farmers and townspeople of Levesey are once again fighting the mighty Missouri River as levy gave way on Saturday, June 1st. I mean, we had one go today. This is just, this article come out yesterday, but, you know, we're getting constantly hit with these rain bombs. Levees breaking. I mean, it's just highways underwater, whole cities underwater, all the, you know, it's just ridiculous. Here we go yesterday. People asked to avoid the area in North North Jefferson City as levee breaks. We just had another levee break. Crews are trying to make repairs to the Turkey Creek levee after it suffered a break Thursday afternoon. We have tons of highways underwater in Missouri. They're underwater in Iowa. They're underwater in uh, Nebraska, Texas, there's 14 states that the highways are under the water. Oh yeah, that was a video. And you know, a lot of people want to know why the weather's crazy. It's because man's got their hand on the thermostat. There's no such thing as global warming. It's only climate control. And here's part of the reason right here. Plane contrails have been found to increase heat in the upper atmosphere. Aviation's dirty secret airplane contrails are a surprisingly potent cause of global warming. They are the global warming. They are the climate change. They are the climate control. That's just one piece of the puzzle. Now when you add in all the ionospheric heaters, 
all the next rat, all the cell phone towers, all the antenna arrays that they can use. I mean, you can go rent these uh, antennas that you can uh, make it rain more. I don't have none of them links up right now. But the aviation industry has been criticized for its large environmental footprint, particularly climate warming carbon emissions. A new study suggests that another byproduct of the airplanes, the white contrails they paint across the sky, has even a bigger warming effect, one that is set to triple by 2050. It's already worse now. The Cirrus Con, we're not going to call them contrails, they're chemtrails. The Cirrus chemtrail clouds are worse now this week than all of the aviation history since the very first flight. We heard NASA tell us. Now would be a good time for that clip. Here, let's see if I got it queued up. Because evidently they're probably trying to create more rain in the Midwest to just, you know, further devastate the area and whatever else they're trying to do with it. I really don't like this guy, but here we go. So you just uh, mentioned contrails. So how do, do the contrails affect or have an impact on the climate? Right. Well, contrails have a huge impact. See, he's talking about chemtrails. Contrails have much mi more minimal. Contrails are just normal jet vapor trails. The chemtrails, which is where they're spraying us, which is geoengineering, which they're actually teaching in the textbooks now, that's what he's really in reference to here, even though he's using the wrong terminology. Climate, And so, in fact, some of the recent modeling work that has come out of DLR suggests that contrails today, just the ones that we're able to see up in the sky, maybe today, this week. See, a normal contrail, when it comes out in the sky, you'll see it initially, but then it'll dissipate into nothing. A chemtrail does the exact opposite. You put it out and it plumes and plumes and plumes until the whole sky is overcast because you've got, you know, multiple planes spraying in, in x grid patterns so that they all overlap and then it ultimately ends up uh hazing out the whole sky and then all that stuff falls down to the earth and it's aluminum it's barium it's ethylene dibromide i've heard they're putting lithium in that there now to um basically create a very um subdued um subdued a bunch of people and masses that you know so that they won't fight back or react to anything this month have a larger impact on Earth's climate than all of the carbon dioxide emitted by aircraft since the first powered airplane flight. So that's a huge effect. And so even so as they're emitting, the chemtrails have more of an effect on anything other, you know, but he's he's saying they're contrails that are normal and they're not. He's, he's a liar from the pit of hell. CO2 accumulates, greenhouse gases accumulate in the atmosphere, the impact of these contrails trapping heat and reflecting sunlight back into space. Which is exactly why they're, they're put up there. It's, it's for climate manipulation and, and this type of stuff. Uh, is having a huge effect on the Earth's energy balance. And so That's right. Late. So there you go. They're, they're admitting right there that they're having a huge impact on the climate. And we see it every day as ordinary people. If our cars put off, you know, toxic clouds like the planes are, we'd be taxed, you know, so bad. There'd be so many regulations oh, you wouldn't yeah. be able to drive. Yeah, but they can spray us like cockroaches every day, and that's perfectly fine. Um, so that goes on again. That his typical video is over an hour, so that was only about you know eleven minutes. Or so it goes on for another hour. That's just one video. He puts out tons of tons of content.
Um, all right, so let's switch gears again. Or actually, we'll go to the next topic, which is related to this, but it kind of ties everything together. Okay, so this, uh, again, this report kind of relates to what we've been talking about here. Listener, listener comment on these events, meaning the events that we've just been talking about. And Mike Morales on YouTube, who we just watched that video. Uh, she says, have you heard of Mike Morales? She sent this to me and a whole bunch of other watchmen. He, he does above ground world news. I gave you a link to his channel here. Or you can just get in Mike Morales on YouTube. It's a YouTube show and it appears he is on every night. I started listening to him off and on when I saw the evidence he presented with the Paradise California fires, which I've done several teachings where I talked about that. How they were using directed energy weapons to fry the people in their homes um, and in cars and things like that. Three drones or aircraft flying over the ignition point of the fire uh, shortly after they passed the fire ignited. So that's probably true as well you know they're igniting the fire and and uh, i mean i imagine you could just do that with the dew weapon the directed energy this spring mike pointed out that there are 14 states that are absolutely devastated from flooding we just we just heard his video okay no food yet there is a mainstream media blackout this is more than likely the kickoff event to the famine that's coming to this country remember ezekiel 14 especially when the orville dam breaks yeah i couldn't agree more but something bigger has to come in mind where are all these people and mike was saying that in there he's like where are all the like the people like the farmers and those why aren't why aren't we seeing like more about them needing help and coming out and, and that type of thing when the paradise fires hit hardly anyone got out the tow truck drivers went in two to three days later they saw dead bodies everywhere jamie from Plain Truth 2, and that's the YouTube channel, Plain Truth the number 2, exposed that, okay? Well, that what happened? Well, YouTube wiped out his channel, and now that's why it's Jamie Plain Truth 2, because before it was probably just Plain Truth. Uh, officials did not allow homeowners, which did survive back for three weeks. This is in Paradise, California, after the fire. Why is that? Paradise got 6.6 .6 inches of rain, really? A, a night... A, a rain right after the fire and then supposedly you know probably before that they hadn't got any rain and it was you know perfectly primed for burning there was so much rain after the fire they washed over the body the rain washed over the bodies and most of the evidence they couldn't get to and that was all done by design on purpose okay msm states it was about 85 people who perished the alternative media folks think it was more like 52,000 people that died just in Paradise, California. And again, if you're unfamiliar with that, just key in Paradise, you know, Dews, D-E-W, is how it's, you know, you'll see all the stuff I've done recently on it. There's so many, uh, I don't know the, the term, um, mass murders of people going on around the world on so many different levels by so many different means that i can't dwell on anything very long because i just have to go to the next one and and the paradise fire was one of those the msm states yeah 85 people but most people think it was about fifty-two thousand. think katrina harvey texas i've done teachings on all of these things harvey michael um michael in florida 
how many how many people really died well i've said that over and over that they always underblow the figures let's come back to this 14 state crisis that's going on right now mike morales put out a call and said hey i want to i want to know who survived this thing please send emails i mean this guy's got thousands of subscribers please send emails just to let me know how you're doing and what's going on he's not received one single response now you know, I'm sure though a lot of the people that are in this situation are probably up to their eyeballs in not even on the internet potentially at this point. They might not even have an internet connection because they're flooded out. I don't know. Of course, their phones would, but um, but he's not got one response. Come on, now add 14 states to this possible large death toll situation. I hadn't even thought of that until his video just then and what she's saying who knows hey they got to get us down to this deagle statistics guys how many really died this spring in the 30 plus days of tornadoes hitting at night of course yeah that's a great question so my point in this whole thing is is this deagle report playing out right before our eyes yes i absolutely 100 percent think it is and i don't think we've seen anything yet is this the mass genocide that we've all been talking about for years taking right place under our noses yep Guys, I came from high tech and we went from knowing how to do everything to becoming compartmentalized. Has the MSM managed to compartmentalize the nation through media blackouts? God bless you all, Roxanne. Yeah, I think she brings up great points and that's why I read her email. I think it's I think it's spot on. Okay, so now we're going to switch gears again. This is entitled Hong Kong Christians Fight for Their Lives. And the listener had sent me this and um, reminded me we need to think about what's going on around the world as well in in um with christians and things of this nature so uh let's go ahead and play this now this week there seems to be an abundance almost of protest and resistance around the globe why is it happening and why is it getting, of course, so little attention? Because most people don't cover the news, uh, at least not international news. Here, l l let me take you through some of these. This is from RT, Russia Today. And they're showing Hong Kong. Hong Kong's last battle. Hundreds of thousands of people taking to the streets, protesting against a bill that would give mainland China more power. It was meant to be peaceful. But this morning, thousands of protesters on Hong Kong streets clashing with riot police. After hours of chanting and song, police moved in to disperse the crowds. Fighting for their future and met with full force. There were more clashes today in the streets of Hong Kong. Protesters are outraged over a proposal to send criminal suspects to mainland China for prosecution. But for protesters, the battle isn't over. See, China wants to make sure that all the all the Christians and all the people that are against the Chinese communism, they keep their mouth shut and they go into their internment camps and probably go into their or, organ harvesting program because that's typically what they'll do with those types of people eventually because they have that big, gigantic black market uh, organ harvesting thing when they they do it when you're alive so it really really stinks if uh if that ends up happening to you the bill is dropped they claim this front line has freedom at stake so i think that I, I think a lot of these people in hong kong know this and they're very they're i gotta say with the turnout i'm seeing they're probably incredibly more awake than the average american is now, i'm not talking about my listeners i'm just saying the average american 
you know, I, they seem to be a lot more awake to me. And they realize the ramifications of this thing with China, this extradition treaty. Uh, because they probably realize they're eventually going to end up under the knife while they're alive. Um, especially if they've been very vocal about their uh, anti-communist uh, viewpoints. We're here to support a better future for our kids. But it's a small kind of sting when your future's at stake. Yeah. I think there's no hope, but... I mean, they're showing them being sprayed with pepper spray, and they're, they're, most of them are wearing at least some type of mask, or um, they, they don't look like they're very equipped for it. They're wearing like, like surgical masks. They probably don't have, you know, access to maybe gas masks over there. But they're fighting for their lives. Need to continue to fight against to fight against the big Beijing government and protect our city and our future. Major intersections in central Hong Kong transformed into front lines as violent confrontations between riot police and pro-democracy protesters escalated throughout the day. They came after more than one million people marched in Hong Kong over the government's proposed extradition bill. If passed, anyone here could be extradited to mainland China. Yep. Protesters rammed the police front line. They pushed back with batons, pepper spray and water guns. Hundreds camped out on the streets near the government headquarters. A three-hour standoff ensued with streets blocked in central Hong Kong. If I'm an American and I did something bad here, I could potentially be extradited to China. Well, you don't ha even have to do anything bad. What is to stop China from making up evidence? Well, exactly. we want to protect our children. We want to protect our future, our next generation. So we have to say what, what we need to be done. We lose our freedom, so that's why we have to come here to protest. This is our last chance to protest. What's amazing is the communication between the protesters. Now that this has happened here, this tear gas is here, they're going to roll back and then they're going to tell everyone well behind that this has happened so everybody will push back. Hong Kong people are more prepared and determined than ever in any single point of Hong Kong history. Something here at Hong Kong University you won't see anywhere on mainland China. A memorial of the massacre in Tiananmen Square. In fact, the largest gathering of people in Hong Kong before these recent protests took place just after that massacre 30 years ago this month. And, they, and China won't even allow that to even be broadcast in any way, shape, or form within China. So Hong Kong has this assemblance of... And there's a real convoluted story of why Hong Kong is considered Chinese, but yet it's really not. And was it Margaret Thatcher? She did that. I watched a video on it the other day where why this tenuous situation exists. And see, China's trying to, to make sure that the, the last vestiges of any protective thing that Hong Kong has is gone. And this is why these people are fighting for their lives, because they realize that... Um, once extradition would proceed, there, there's going to be millions of them uh, taken as prisoners and re, at bare minimum re-educated and, and at maximum, you're going to wind up on the organ harvesting table if you if you're you know young enough and your your organs are desirable enough. Okay, so that was the first video just to kind of set the tone. But the second video, uh, you're this isn't what's presented. To, by the mainstream media because there's a gigantic christian presence within these protesters that the mainstream media acts like they don't exist and they sure don't want you knowing this information that we're going to be getting into right now so this is just a brief video 
that expands upon that. What is happening in Hong Kong right now continues to blow my mind. Number one, the first video made on Hong Kong, it was one million protesters, and then now it's two million. There's seven million people in Hong Kong. Two million of them are marching in the streets. And the thing that is wow. beginning to blow my mind... That's a, I, mean, what a, I mean, what a percentage. That shows you how serious they're taking this. Is there, and the media is not covering this. There's a huge spiritual aspect to it. And there's a lot of things that I can talk about. But one thing that, that I notice is that the people are uh, seem to be in sync with one another. If you haven't seen the video where the whole crowd splits like the Red Sea for an ambulance to come through, I've never seen anything like that. And I've seen a lot of protests, both in person and on video. But it seems like... Chris They're showing it right now, this ambulance splitting. I guess somebody got injured in the protesters. But... The protesters are kind of like all in one accord, like the Bible talks about, to a certain extent. And granted, they're not all Christians, but um, they do seem to be kind of on the same page as far as what they're trying to get. And it's not like, it doesn't seem as though there's any clashes within the protesters, like one side against another. I, I've not seen that because they're united against this common kind of enemy, which is China, trying to extradite them. Fans and followers of Christ are a big part of this movement that's happening in Hong Kong, and it makes sense. It makes perfect sense if you think about it, because Hong Kong has uh, freedom. They're able to, they have the free internet, they can look into anything that they want without censorship, which means they understand what's happening in China. China is oppressing the Christians like crazy right now, tearing down all the churches. They're showing a, a church being demolished, I mean a Christian church has a cross on it, being demolished in China. Um, and there, and like this church that they demolished that was caught on film and you could tell somebody like with a, probably like a cell phone or some type of recording equipment, the Chinese devil fork tongue lying officials deny that this golden lampstand church was ever even destroyed. I mean, they're, they're just, they're the, they're the scum of the earth. China is what they want to bring to America. They want to bring Chinese style censorship and control to America. That's the model. And so that's a, another thing to look at turned on all the crosses they're persecuting the pastors and the preachers so for a lot of christians in hong kong a lot of them they, they see what's in store for their future and their right to worship jesus is under attack and this is a big reason why they're taken to the streets and one thing that's unbelievable to me is so that china's cracking down on illegal buildings and that would be christian churches pretty much i found so many different uh videos that have been uploaded that shows the crowd in different spots just constantly singing hallelujah. And that's a powerful word. It's a powerful song. And it's... it's An estimated 60 million people in China are Christians. Wow. Now, I understand they've got... I don't know if they've got, like, billions or at least a billion. But, I mean, still, that's there's a lot of Christians there. And this type of, this type of persecution, typically, from a biblical standpoint will usually only increase the numbers of the church. Now, granted, over there it's life and death. And I think that's coming to America pretty soon. I mean, this all this stuff kicks in that we're talking about here uh, that could go south with World War III and all of these other things. Commingled with that agenda will be going after the Christians, you know, and um, under the guise of martial law, I'm sure. It's happening in a lot of different places. It's becoming a trend for this movement in Hong Kong. And so as everyone knows, I'm all about God and freedom. Those are the two things that I'm promoting more than anything. And the biggest reason why freedom is so important is so that we have a right to worship. We have a right to free speech. Free speech is a big part of worship. So take a look at some of these videos. It's unbelievable, guys. It's beyond comprehension. Ignore. 
Some have characterized the conflict between China and Hong Kong as a conflict between communism and Christianity. And an unofficial anthem of the protest was sing hallelujah to the Lord. This is on Christian Broadcasting News. That's why you're seeing it. You're not going to see this on mainstream news. Last night, protesters gathered outside Hong Kong's Legislative Council building, preparing for another showdown with the government. They sang a song, Sing Hallelujah to the Lord. So they're showing different, totally different scenes, different days, different crowds of protesters, and they're all doing this. makes me i've got like the biggest smile on my face i just cannot help but be joyful and happy when i see this and i mean this is spiritual warfare and um what they're finding out is that when they do this in mass a lot of times what it's doing with the police is it's just totally chilling them out where the police aren't aggressive uh and and they're seeing that effect it, it's such a beautiful um hymn they're singing and you don't know when you're doing this on an angelic level, okay? Angels are there to minister for us. If it's, if it's in accordance with God's will and the power of the Holy Spirit and this singing hallelujah and praising God, and you don't know on a spiritual level what that's actually doing because we don't have spiritual eyes to see, you know? And so I believe it's incredibly powerful and I truly believe that this should be a model for Christians in America. I think this is the way to do protesting. I mean, I, I can't see anything unbiblical about this, but I don't see Christians, um, even like outside Planned Parenthood places. Now, I'm not saying it hasn't happened, but I don't recall ever seeing any footage, maybe maybe on certain occasions, but it's sketchy if I have. I, I, but I don't really remember ever seeing Christians outside of like Planned Parenthood singing songs like this praising god in unison i think that would be a tremendous uh weapon of warfare against wickedness and i'm talking thousands of people singing this and a lot what we're seeing here from the reports is that a lot of the unsaved people are singing it too um, and some of their, they're saying, well, it's because that if you have a religious gathering in Hong Kong, then the police can't break it up. So that's supposedly the reason there, but I think it's, it's more divinely inspired reason, you know? So even if you're an unsaved person and you're singing the song, you could say, well, it's a religious gathering, but see, they're still singing it though. <laughs> and they're, and they're seeing the effects of it. So I think it's awesome. just the, the whole rest of the video is essentially them just showing different scene after different scene after different scene um i don't think there's yeah i mean and they're showing like this one group of these people 
inside a building doing it and then it says 1.5 hours later they're still doing it i mean we're talking serious spiritual warfare here and it's all over this chinese extradition thing so i i think they're wonderful examples for us for christians around the world to follow in their in their lead um very humbling to see this now just to give a little bit more insight into this the next report is hong kong christians turn sing hallelujah into the lord into an unlikely protest anthem so i'll give you a little more information on this over four balmy nights outside of hong kong's main government building a 28 year old freeman lung sat on the ground among fellow christians and sang a hymn over and over it was the same hymn that christians in the chinese territory had been singing for the past two weeks because see hong kong is technically chinese territory sometimes they were joined by non-believers at protest rallies both both large and small though christians started turning up a protest to sing hallelujah to the lord in case there was a chance of violence when the police wanted to disperse protesters mr lung said but once they started singing everybody became calm i mean it's such a beautiful song it's just like again you don't really know what's going on on a spiritual level with angels and things of this nature and that's but see that spiritual reality is much more real than the reality we live in because when it's all said and done and we're and we're dead and out of here or whatever i mean this that's the only thing that's going to be real to you is the spiritual reality you know whether you go to heaven or hell you know it's it's that's the only thing that's going to be real and it's really more real than our real lives are now anyway it's just that it's so easy to lose sight of because you know we don't have those types of eyes to see and you don't want that because I mean, I'm not saying God hasn't given Christians glimpses into that world, but I mean, I'm talking about like an occultist that has their third eye open and they can see into the spirit world that you don't, that's, that's occultic. So you don't want, you don't want that. <laughs> but, um, so they show a picture there's, I, I posted pictures in this PDF of the Christians around singing, singing it. Um, Hong Kong's recent protests have waxed and waned between extraordinary street marches of up to 2 million people and days where barely a hundred people turned out. But throughout it all, Throughout it all, the same 1970s American hymn has been resonating through the demonstration sites, which is saying hallelujah to the Lord. Christian groups are not taking credit for the uprising against a proposed bill which would have allowed Hong Kong citizens to be sent to mainland China for trial. Trial. Yeah, because you said the wrong thing or thought the wrong thing or posted the wrong thing on Facebook. That's where this is all going with Facebook. And we're going to talk about that at the very end here. Uh let's see here uh there's a lot of links here if you want to click on that you can explore this more but christian demonstrators have a constant presence with which some other demonstrators liken to protection yeah amen some non-christians have been singing hallelujah too uh, the, the word the song with hallelujah too because in Hong kong a religious gathering can't be deemed by police as an illegal assembly ah awesome though they sing the hymn you can see it helps protect their demonstrators um religious groups in hong kong have extra incentive to oppose the city government's plan to send suspects to face communist party controlled courts in mainland china the chinese communist party has launched crackdowns on churches including a series of demolitions in recent years carried out by local governments across china so see these all these people in hong kong are seeing this and they probably know about the organ harvesting and they know about whatever prisons and concentration camps they have for ju not just christians but for Falun gong and other religious groups and they, they know this is literally a battle of life and death they're highly motivated 
because they don't want to end up there. Many of the country's top human rights dissidents are Christians. Political leaders on the mainland must eschew signs of religious belief to affirm atheist credentials in China. Meaning you have to be an atheist in China to have um, the uh, po po uh, to be a political leader. So you got to be a godless devil to be a political leader. And I mean, that's like the head, right? So don't you think if everybody's atheist, then it's only going to be wickedness at the head. And that's why China's so stinking wicked, you know, or a big reason at least. Uh, and it is this fear of being extradited to China that has mobilized a larger than normal turnout among the city's Christians, who number around 900,000, uh, or about 12% of the population. There have been rumblings among some younger protesters that church leaders, particularly Protestants, have refrained from adding their voices to the movement. And here we go with the gelded, just say, corporate church, okay? Over there, it's not 501c3, but just the gelded corporate church. Um particularly Protestants, have refrained from adding their voices to the movement, church leader Protestants, I should say, because they are too close to being pro-Beijing establishment. But, you know, if you're a church and you're pro-Beijing China establishment, you're not a church in God's eyes. You're a joke. You're an abomination. You're lukewarm at best, and God's going to vomit you out of his mouth, according to Revelation 3. So, you know... Some believe they should be taking a leading role, but others think they should be more balanced and non-political. There is no balance. You know, God is a God of extremes, guys. He is. God's not really much for gray. If you've noticed, I'm pretty extreme, but I try to back up what I'm saying biblically. When, when, it's, when I can, I mean, certain subjects, it's, you know, you're, you're, you're guesstimating sometimes, but then there's a huge body of proof. Um, I'm just saying... Uh, Lukewarm is not good in God's eyes. On this issue, there have been more people urging the church to be active and speak up. One of the Protestant churches in the city that organized prayer events was Hong Kong's Methodist Church, which, which opened its doors late for protesters who wanted to rest. In the past, a lot of people say we Christians just hit ourselves in the church, but actually we are quite involved and quite concerned about the things happening in our society, said Douglas Lee, one of the event organizers. He believes the past few weeks have been an awakening, even for believers who usually shy away from politics. Some people we believe we Christians shouldn't be involved in politics, but what we care about is the people themselves. Well, I think this is just all really great examples for the body of Christ to look at here. And then I post a whole bunch of other related stories. Um, and then this, continuing further, <clears throat> oh, and here, here's a whole other aspect I found out afterward. Uh, it says, we're so worried why some Hong Kong protesters won't show their faces. Social media will ultimately be used to, by Big Brother to build a case against you. Many Hong Kongers are happy to tell you what they think of their government. However, there are many others who will, who will share their opinions with the world, but not their identities. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But police are monitoring social media and searching cyber records, of course said Edmund Edmund, a 25-year-old social worker. If this extradition bill one day passes, then Beijing, China, will have evidence they can use against us in the future. Because, see, they got, they got your social media. They've got, remember, they've got facial recognition cameras now, especially in China, where, I mean, if you get caught jaywalking in China, they have the facial recognition, they post your picture like, I don't even know how they do it, like on the news or online or something like that. And they shame you. And then your social, your social crap. I mean, that's for jaywalking. That's not even 
that's nothing compared to what they could go after you on. I mean, if you say something against the state or whatever, or things of this nature. And again, that's why I say China is the model of what they want to bring to the rest of the world. Every aspect of their wicked, evil society. And I don't mean the, the wonderful Christian church that exists there. The God bless them. And those are those are Christians that, that you know, we need to be praying for. Christians around the world under persecution, obviously. Um <clears throat> I think I added this Hong Kong thing in the in the persecuted church to the top of the prayer list. Uh, anyway, let's see here. Another protester, William, who was 24 years old, said sharing his opinion publicly could affect his career. He said, if I apply for a job, then my employer might see I was a protester. If they were pro-Beijing, the employer, that would cause problems. Well, of course, yes. And this is how they want to just rule over us. Both of them are vowing to take part in more mass protests on Sunday despite the government suspending the passage of its controversial bill. They don't trust them and they shouldn't trust them. You know, just like Trump came in and said, we're gonna build that wall, we're gonna lock Hillary up. None of it's been done. Don't trust politicians ever, okay? They're liars for the most part. Anybody at that high of a level is been put there because he's a con man, you know? They're, they're calling Trump Don the con, you know? So, you know, the art of the deal whatever while the government insisted the bill was necessary to prevent criminals seeking refuge in hong kong opponents warned it could be used to send those who fa fall foul of beijing to mainland punishment oh you better believe that's what it's going to be used for here's another report here and i i just i'm kind of rapid firing on a lot of different topics this is just one small video white genocide kill the boar widow retells terrifying south african farm attack now this i'm not posting this because i'm racist i'm saying this is because this is going on and there is a white genocide in South South Africa. You're not seeing any of it on the news at all. I've, I've talked about it quite a bit. Um, and if the blacks were being targeted, if Hindus were being, I mean, I would report on that as well. But this just they just so happen to be white and they're being killed off. And at that point, my husband got up for the last time. And the, the, the one attack. This is a lady that was married to a uh south african farmer this is very recent and she watched her husband um murdered in front of her and i don't know if her children i don't, we'll have to see what she says it's been a little while since i watched this but yeah it's it just it's so horrific you can't even possibly comprehend it what's what's going on down there said just kill him brother and they shot him in the head execution style in front of us and he literally fell at my feet on his face you are cutting the throat of whiteness. It's so that was the president of the country saying how they're going to cut the throat of the white man. And he's in front of thousands of other blacks there. And they're, they're, they're screaming, they're dancing, they're celebrating. Yes, we're going to kill the boar. The boar means, um, in that particular, the, the white man, I believe, is, is how they refer to him as. And they're celebrating it in South Africa. And they're, they're being very vocal about it. And it's, again, this is what they want to bring to America as well. It's just, it's a lot further advanced in South Africa. Land in South Africa, all of it belongs to us and all of it was stolen from us. So in other words, all the land in South Africa belongs to the blacks, the, 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 um, the, the uh, South African farmers who are the, literally the main ones. They're all white. They grow the food that feeds the blacks. They want them all dead and they want to take their land. They're going to let the land lie fallow because none of them are farmers and none of them want to do it. But they just want to kill all the white farmers because they have this land. 
and it's land they're using to farm it's not like they've got palatial mansions on it or something but because the white guy has it they got to be killed they got to be driven into the sea and they got to die and when i say us i'm talking about black people in this country we've not called for the killing of white people at least for now at least for now we haven't called for the killing for yes he has called for it that was him in the first clip where he was talking about slitting their throats he has called for it. he's a lying devil okay that's the president of their country um or i don't know highest level guy basically i can't guarantee the future he, and he said i can't guarantee their future and then these are these are people um uh, and again this isn't because i'm i'm i hate blacks this is because they're doing this they're brainwashed and um this is what's going on here okay and i'm going to report on it i'm not going to apologize for reporting on on white genocide in south africa they're they're jumping up and down and saying kill the boar the farmers um i am a widow of a farm attack before the attack we were normal see they come to their farms the the these groups of black men typically in the middle of the night they break into your house and they typically kill you and your whole family and that's pretty much standard operating procedure we're talking they've done nothing to provoke these black people at all these black men nothing it's just they're they believe that all the whites have to die and so you know happy family living on a small holding outside of pretoria we had three little girls or have three little girls they were aged six four and two years old um i was eight months pregnant she's showing pictures of all of them Then, at the time of the attack. What I do remember as a child growing up on a farm is the fear about farm attacks. I remember lying in bed at night, hearing cracks outside and it's just a branch falling off a tree and you, you're absolutely convinced there's someone with a machete outside your window and he's about So this has been going on for decades from what I've heard. I, I remember a, uh, a preacher, I think it was Melvin Sisson, was back in the Baptist church and he talked about going over there for like a wedding of a guy that he knew and he said you couldn't believe the security just to go into their house all these different stages it's like going into a prison where it wasn't just like one metal gate in front of their door it was like multiple layers you had to get through just to get in their house and that was pretty much standard operating procedure this has been going on for decades there's no there's no public outcry in the news no nothing it's fine you can kill the whites all day long it's it's fun could you imagine though if the tables were flipped and it was the whites killing the black. Can you imagine the, I just want to point out the hypocrisy of the whole thing. You know, I just, that's what I want to do. Okay. And, and you, you, the public outcry would be never ending ever, 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 ever. And so, you know, that's what we're dealing with here. To hack you to death. You, you hear about these horrific stories and you really hope it never happens to you. And somehow you also, never expected to happen to you until it does. We had a lady working on the farm whose grandparents were murdered and they were beaten. They were very old people. They were severely beaten. They were dragged around the house. The entire house was, was soaked in blood. Her grandfather eventually, after being tortured for several hours, he was shot in the face with a shotgun. Yeah, they, they like to torture you for a long, long time too and rape your, your women. October 2016, the 1st of October, 
uh, we were woken by the sound that the police explained to me was the cocking of the gun. And as I sat up, the two attackers were standing at my feet with the gun pointed at me already. We fell asleep in the living room in front of the television, both my husband and myself and my six-year-old daughter, my oldest daughter. And as I <clears throat> sat up and saw them, they started screaming and shouting at us aggressively. Um, my husband and I both explained to them that we do not have money in the house. If that is what they want, they can take anything of value. They can take anything they want if they just leave us unharmed. My husband even explained to them where the valuables are. And the one guy said, this man is a killer and he's here to kill you. And uh, he started shooting. And my husband was shot five times right next to me. He kind of rolled off the couch. They shot at my daughter who started running. This is going on by the thousands too, by the thousands and thousands and thousands. And I've reported on this over and over. This isn't some isolated incident. This is standard operating procedure down there. Running around hysterically screaming. So they shot at her daughter too, her little, her little, their little children daughters. They shot at them. Yeah. Thankfully. And they came to grab me up off the couch to take me downstairs to which I refused because in these farm attacks, if they take you aside, they rape you and then they kill you. My daughter literally put a little hand up and said, I've got a piggy bank, I've got money. You can take my money. And I just wanted the floor to swallow her. I didn't want them to look at her. I didn't want them to see her. And at that point, my husband got up for the last time. And he said, he's just been shot five times and he still got up. Please. It sounded like he was crying when he said that. And my daughter afterwards told me that he literally was crying and there was blood coming out of his ears and his nose oh, and everywhere. Um, and the, the, the one attacker said, just kill him, brother. And they shot him in the head. So thing. no, just 100% devoid of any compassion at all. Totally, I mean, these are just vessels of Satan. Vessels of Satan, you know. Uh, God, is, God hath created all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. That's what I would, now I'm not saying all black people are wicked or evil. I've got a lot of black friends, okay? I've got a lot of black listeners, okay? I'm not talking about them. I'm just saying, if it was a white guy doing this, I'd say the same thing. But this is just pure evil manifesting here style in front of us and he literally fell at my feet on his face um, they came to me again and put the gun to my head and asked me where the other children are and I asked them please just just leave you've done enough and um, they left the only thing they took was our mobile phones so that I couldn't phone for help so all that just so they could go in there and kill some, kill the husband and terrorize and traumatize and ruin this family's life, you know. And um, that is where our new life started. To them, they killed the man. To us, they took everything. 
He was a breadwinner. She was, I think they said she was eight months pregnant and they're showing, she had three, it looks like three little girls. They're so cute. And then they had, she had a little boy after he was, thank God they didn't kill her. They would have killed two, you know, and if they would have killed her, then the mommy's gone. And then the little girls, oh gosh. Oh, I can't even comprehend this level of evil. He was the father of my children. He never got to meet his unborn son. Um, and now I'm left to be the mommy, the daddy, the provider. And some good has to come from this bad. There's a climate in South Africa in which violence is romanticized actively, even up to the state president. Um, yeah, that was the guy that was saying, slit their throats, kill the boar, you know. We're not going to kill them yet, but I can't guarantee their safety. At least they're they're okay for now, even though this is happening. They're not okay for now. They are being genocided out. It just hasn't been quite, you know, them mobilizing the army to go house to house yet. But they they believe that day is coming. There. And and it's it's romanticized and it's it's encouraged. The white minority which took our land by force. You must say enough. Is it's it the same slavery issue now, where they're they're they've got um, some black guys that are in um, whatever before Congress saying we want reparations, we want reparations for slavery, when it was the actual the black Muslim guys that were the ones that sold the slaves to whoever was bringing them over here, the ones on the slave ships or whatever. But the black Muslim guys that were in different tribes, a lot of times would go after one tribe and sell them off. So the, the blacks had everything to do with that as well. I've done a whole study on this, showing this, the inconvenient. But see, they just want to blame it collectively on every single white person that's here that I need to pay blacks reparations for what my ancestors did. My ancestors didn't have anything to do with that. I didn't come from, I mean, we didn't come from the South on my line, either, either line. I was born in Northern Ohio. And we had nothing to do with any of that going on down there. And But yet, we're I'm collectively to blame, though, for everything that occurred with black slavery. And it's the same thing here. They're blaming every single white that lives now because their land was stolen. It's the same thing going on at the southern border. Though they're coming up here saying, the gringos took your land way back when this country was founded. You need to go up there and get everything because the gringo owes you. You kill him, you, you rape him, you steal, you kill, you pillage. Because he owes, they're creating all this hatred toward white people all around the world. And it's George Soros and the Illuminati and the synagogue of Satan that's doing it. They're the ones that are doing it. They want the white race totally eradicated. I've given you all the quotes from the rabbis in the synagogue of Satan where they flat out claim and they will totally admit that the, the mass migration and invasion that is taking place in Europe with the with the um, the Muslims and and all of the um well all of the Muslims, either whether they be from Africa or the Middle East, is totally to destroy the white races there. And that they want to create their inevitable brown future because they're told that we go up there, we kill the white man, we interbreed with the white woman, and eventually all you have, you don't have any race anymore. It's this, you know, admixture race of, of brown-skinned people that have no, no um, real nationality and they have no real, and they're very easily controlled because they don't have any national identity at all. That's what they're doing. They're, it's their words. It's not mine. I'm not going to apologize for what they're implementing right now. Now we are taking the future into our own hands. Shoot to kill, kill our Shoot to kill, kill the boar. And this is their president up there, high-stepping, 
high knee. He's doing high knees in front of a gigantic crowd. Kill the boar, shoot to kill. I mean, can you imagine? Can you imagine if Trump was up there? I mean, granted, I'm, I'm not a fan of Trump anymore at all, but I mean, can you imagine if he was up there and saying, shoot to kill, kill the black, kill the blacks? Can you imagine? But this is what they're doing there, and it's fine. It's fine. Shoot to kill. White man, you're a rascal. You all must die. So this is president of South Africa. This is Cyril Ramphosa. The indigenous people of this country was the original sin. The government dismisses it. The government denies that it's... Well, look who's in control of the government. I mean, it's, I'm sorry, but it's these black guys that hate white people. <laughs> so, of course, they're going to sweep it all in the rug and say it's not happening and dismiss it or whatever. Our own president came to New York in September, and he stated in an interview with Bloomberg... There are no killings of farmers or white farmers in South Africa. Fork-tongue lying devil from the pit of hell. There's no killings of white farmers in South Africa. Yeah. Right. What a stinking lying devil. But you know, that's what that's what they do. Uh, uh, there's that's what no politicians land grab do in South general. Africa. We are involved in a process of discussing land reform. Oh, please. We don't have the luxury anymore S spare of standing me. by and watching and hoping that things would get better. You have to become involved in some way. And that's how I became involved with AfriForum. We completely regard ourselves as Africans. We have no other home. We don't. I've been to Europe. I didn't feel like I was. I went home. I've been to the U.S. Um, I love the people in the U.S., but we're not Americans. We're not Europeans. We're Africans. Um, so there are people leaving the country. There are many people leaving the country, but the vast majority would stay behind. Um, and the Afrikaners, as they are known today, or the Boers, as they are known across the world regard themselves as Africans and we need to find a solution for our problems in Africa. Leaving the country is only making it worse for those who stay behind and it's not going to solve the problem. It's only making it worse. I was born in South Africa. Now there are some, they showed some some blacks and whites together in unity going against this and man, God bless those, those blacks down there because I gotta believe that boy oh boy, that is a big, big time no-no there. You know what I mean? But I mean that is encouraging to see that. But it's just it's it's just a small fraction, I would imagine, percentage of the, of the ones that are doing that. South Africa is my home. My family, for many generations, have lived in South Africa. Oh, that's just so beyond sad. That's all I have for. Oh boy. <laughs> oh, I'm 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 losing my track on the parts. I think part two, and we will go to part three next. God bless you.